Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week, we bring you a woman who uses her talents to help other women succeed in all aspects of their lives. I've enjoyed hearing their stories for over 10 years and chose 19 of them to contribute to my last book, Leading Women, which still is available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and area bookstores. Now, I'm pleased to announce my new book, In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life. It's available in hard book everywhere on January 8, 2019. I'm so very excited about this new book that I chose some of the amazing women who are quoted in it to talk about In This Together, about their own work on their behalf and the support they give to other women. This week, I'm pleased to introduce you to one of my most amazing role models and mentors for women I've ever met. Her name is Dr. Sheila Robinson. Sheila is the founder and publisher of Diversity Women Magazine, which is a professional business magazine for women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs of all races, cultures, and backgrounds. Along with the magazine, she produces the most amazing annual conference I have ever attended. I highly recommend her annual Diversity Women's Business Leadership Conference for connecting and learning in ways that will help you grow personally and professionally. She has won more awards and honors than I can possibly list here. But one special note is her featured spot on the cover of Publishing Executive Magazine as one of uh, the top 50 women in magazine publishing for the significant contribution she has made in her industry. Of course, I quoted her many, many words of wisdom in my new book, In This Together, and I'm delighted to welcome Dr. Sheila Robinson back to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. And just a little side note, Dr. Sheila Robinson is one of our newest board members of Take the Lead. Congratulations. We're pleased to have you. And so good to talk to you. Welcome, Sheila Robinson. Yay, Dr. Sheila Robinson. So happy to have you. What were you about ready to say? And Dr. Nancy, excited about In This Together. That sounds like you and I. We are in this together. You know what? We definitely are. So I, I think this is, this is going to be the best, the best part. 2019, can you believe it? 2019 is going to be an amazing year for women. And you know what? You and I are going to be right in, the, in, it to, in this together making that happen too. So today well, we're we need about- it. We're talking about you, but we're talking about the book because, you know, one of the things that I really, really want to thank you, you were a great contributor to, the, to this book, In This Together, How Successful Women Help Women in Business and Life. But you were a great contributor, and I really, really appreciate it. But I think what's important is, is your story and why you're doing what you're doing today is so important and why this book and why in this book, you're in this book, you're a major contributor, why this is, why this is so important. So why don't you just tell us your story? Mm-hmm. Okay, Nancy. I think you and I share this spirit that when women unite, that we have a power that is unexplainable. And I'd like to share the story how my belief is that we influence our dinner tables. That's why we're so powerful. We actually determine how our spouses, go back into their workplaces and their playgrounds, and how our children go back into their schools and their playgrounds. We have the power to influence them, that we don't need a divisive nation, that we all need to unite. And so you and I together, we share this mindset that women of all races, cultures, and backgrounds 
have to be included in our efforts for gender parity and gender equality. And through this, we're not only going to develop and advance in our workplaces, but we're going to definitely impact our families, our communities, and even our world. And so that's why Diversity Woman has been so important to me. And I had the privilege of working for a global chemical giant, DuPont, and was on their their global team. So early on at a very young age, I saw the power of working on the Lycra brand for apparel with my Asia counterpart, with my South America counterpart, North America, which is part of Mexico and, and Canada, and the U.S., working with all of us coming together with this goal to elevate our brand and make sure our brand is in every product and just make create magic in apparel through providing Lycra. So that has really rolled over into why I do the work that I do today with Diversity Woman, you know, an inclusive initiative to help women reach uh, gender equality and have a level playing field in the corporate workplace. And definitely we need to escalate how long it's taken us to get to executive roles as well. We did a conversation. It's probably been over four years ago now. But uh, my first time I came to the Diversity Women's uh, Business Conference, it was absolutely the most amazing experience I'd ever had. What was interesting about it was that I was, I was in, you know, there were probably 75% women of color, and so I was in a, in a situation that I was in, in a total learning situation. But the first time that I really started thinking and understanding the word diversity and also the word, the term inclusive, you know, I walked away with such a feeling of sisterhood that I ha- haven't had since I went to the Women's Economic Forum in India. I mean, it was the same feeling of, again, when women really, really support each other. And these were, I mean, what, what you bring together these conferences, the top, uh, top diversity CEOs and, and, men, and leaders in these major corporations that understand exactly what has to happen for these companies to be successful. And it is about diversity. It is about inclusion. And, of course, the other thing that I, that I learned, and, of course, this made it into the chapter in the book, in this together, is the importance of male allies and male advocates. Yes. I, I mean, I really did. We just had the conference, what, a month ago or so? In, yes. In Washington, D.C. And, you know, I, I think, again, the, the young women and, and men, too, that were there, that, had, that was their first time to attend, walked away with that same kind of feeling, which was, you know, we are in this together. We are all in this together. And it's more fun when we work together and we work side by side to to really the common goal is to make this world a better place to live in, period. That's really what this is about. I think that's why we're all here is just to have better lives and to create better lives for other people. That's it. Nancy, thank you so much for your kind remarks because it, it inspires me. And, you know, the work is not easy. It is not easy, and, you know, technology continues to drive how we live and work, and it's going at a fast pace, and it almost feels like we can't get anything done because there's so much trying to get, you know, we're trying to accomplish so much in this day and time, in this era we now live in. So to hear your feedback on that regardless you know, that, that it's making a difference. You know, I had a young lady come up to me at the conference and nearly brought tears to my eyes because it was her first time coming. And she said, in my role, I am responsible for attending 
conferences, and I can't tell you how many events I've been to, more than I like to say, and she said, this is the first I've ever experienced anything like this. And she held up, she said, look at the the slate of notes that I have taken. And that right there was a testament to don't ever give up on your dream because my dream has always been to work to bring the level of talent to the conference that we did this year for the first time ever. We had more female CEOs of corporations attend. We had more women in the C-suite ever attend, and our speakers, they show up. That's that's the wonderful thing. I know we had a, a, a CFO from a major corporation attend and speak, and she said, this is part of my ministry. She said, I have to do this. She said, I had things on my desk that needed to be done, but I have to do this. Yeah. So you are inspiration to me that uh, to continue to, to move uh, and continue to do this work and c- continue to work with you and, and young ladies like Gloria Fell who have the same drive and spirit to accomplish this because we, we need each other really to, to see our work come to fruition. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna read a couple of things that you were quoted in the book and some of the amazing things that you contributed, which again just go right along with everything that we've been we're here to, to accomplish. Relationships help women advance, and I still remember the chart that that I, I don't remember which speaker because they were all so great, but I took these notes as well. But she talked about uh, why women became CEOs, you know, and there were different factors. It was a large Pie shaped, you know, this pie shape. Oh, but the yeah, Dr. Franco's, pie, yeah. yeah but the, mm-hmm. large, the largest piece of that pie was 65% of, of women, 65% told me I could be, could be the CEO. So, you know, the, the important thing is, is that oftentimes women leaders, uh, and, and then you also talk about women have to see themselves as leaders. You, you know, you, you've got to, but sometimes we have to see ourselves as leaders through the eyes of other women. And that's, I think, this, what this pie shape that 65% was about, is that other women saw her as a CEO candidate, someone that could be a CEO, a major leader in a corporation or in her business or whatever part of her life. And isn't that true, though, that oftentimes, I know you've had great mentors. I mean, Maya, 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 Dr. Maya Angelou was one of your mentors. Tell me what she said mm-hmm. to you because, I mean, my gosh, you, you had – Hey, you had some of the best mentors out there. Yes. Well, you know, often, you know, we we as women, we carry the burden of that nurturer and that that savior. We are often the saviors in our families. And so we're always so busy looking to save others that sometimes we overlook the potential and and the ability that we have to be greater than than what we're trying to accomplish. So the first person was my mother, who, I I mean, my mother just would, I I really would get annoyed when she would want, the things that she would tell me that I should do, you should do this, you would be great at this, and you would be that, and I want you to write a book. And, And I would think, you know, I can't do any of that stuff, but Everything that she challenged me to do, I did it. And then once I did it, it was women like Dr. Maya Angelou and Dr. Janetta Cole that continued to inspire me that I was on the right journey. And I'll tell you, one of my darkest days, you know, as entrepreneur, entrepreneurship, just like 
any career, you know, you have dark days. You have your ups and your downs. And it was at a it was at a moment when I was really questioning, should I stop what I'm doing and go out and get a job because I'm going through a divorce? I have a daughter to raise. I have a mother that, you know, is, is elderly that I'm responsible for. And my phone rang, and it was Dr. Maya Angelou's office. And, you know, talking about a divine, you yeah. know, yeah. it was like light just lit up everywhere. You know, what a time to get that call from her, to invite me to her home, to drink coffee out of her china, to sit with her and have the opportunity to feature her on the cover of our magazine and, and our story. And she even sent those magazines to Oprah Winfrey. So can you imagine having this? Now, if, if I thought that I should quit, I wasn't going to do it then. This is not the time to quit. <laughs> if you think you're going to... Not when you get a phone call like that. And then later on, after the magazine had come out and after she had got a chance to get to know me, you know, again, it was it was a dark period during that era, going through personal things. She surprised me at that very conference you attended, Nancy. She surprised me by having leaders, and she spoke at the conference now. She had spoken at the conference. But even later on, she had a self-autographed portrait of herself presented to me on the stage at the end of the conference, and her words ringing my ears probably to the day that I die. And she said, don't stop the work. Yeah, there's a quote in your book, in the book about, you said, Dr. Ma- Dr. Maya Angelou, but you were sitting at her kitchen table and, and you asked her, because this is something that you also, it's very, very important, is when people help us, we also, first we, first we ask for help, but then also it's important to turn around and ask you know, of the, them how you can help. But you said, you said, what can I do for you? You asked her, what can I do for, her, for you? Exactly. Her, her response to me was, Keep doing what you're doing. Don't exactly. Stop. Yeah, and and that's exactly. You know, and that's sometimes all we need. That's all we need from another person. And and yeah, I've had those dark days too, and I've been through that divorce also, and I've made those life transitions too. I mean, there were times when I was out there. I thought I'm beating on this drum. I'm out here beating on my drum. Is anybody? <laughs> nobody's listening. Is anybody hearing? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody yes, yes. That's a great drum you've got that, or keep drumming. But, you know, there, there's something that does occur that, yeah, somebody will come up to you and go, yeah, wow, you're doing some amazing work in this world, and don't stop. And I think that's what we and have I, to remember, is that we aren't in this by ourselves. We are in this together. And, and we in this together. so much when we are in this together. You know what? It's funny. You know, I don't. I don't think we realized the title of the book was going to be so impactful to each one of us. But there's not probably maybe one or two times a day that I say that just because I said, "Yeah, we're in this together." It's kind of like, okay, Nancy. Yeah, perfect. So, so hopefully, because you know, everybody's just going to be saying that one day. You know, you, you'll be saying, it, I'll be saying it. We'll just like that's you know right. What? We're in this. We're in this together. You know what? Maybe we'll actually all of us will believe it too. I mean, that's what we and believe it. Well, we have walking and talking. I think what we have to continue to educate, and, and women and men, but, but our platform just happens to be women, to, to educate women on the fact that it is okay 
if we are different. It is okay if you're over here and I'm over here. It's okay if I look like this and you look like this. We all want the same thing. We want a healthy, happy family, opportunities, and a safe, we want to be safe. We want to be safe, successful, but but we can't do that by undermining one so the other can win. We do that by all of us being in there together. And I and I've seen it. I have seen how different differences have come together and united and multiplied in masses. And and we look at each other and say, how do we accomplish this? And we accomplished this because we didn't go about it as a divided team, but, but, but we went together as a united team. And, you know, you can see that in sports. I mean, everybody can understand sports, whether it's hockey, any team sport, where you watch the individuals come out on the floor and work as a team as opposed to those that work as individuals. The team unity always wins. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we talk about our biases in the book, and, and we all have our biases. I mean, I think that's one thing that we all need to recognize. And instead of making things covert, let's talk about our, our biases. Let's talk about our differences, how they can be challenges, but they can also be opportunities. And I think that's where, you know, the true relationships are built is when we actually start talking about how we are different or beginning to understand each other better and better because I think also when you when unique people and people of different different backgrounds come together it becomes such a rich uh, amazing flavor you talk about baking that cake you know but I mean that that recipe is is so delightful when you have this you know because there's so many different perspectives we talk about how one's perspective can be shared with another person's perspective and then create this amazing service, mission, whatever, and, and that's the delight in all this. But, but we do. We have to understand that uniqueness, that difference, and, and treasure that well, about each other. Exactly. And a bias is all about facing your fears. And I'm going to give you an example. I'm a woman. I'm a woman of color. And when people will look at me, they may say, this is a woman that I'm sure that she has all kinds of bias, uh, biases against her. But it's not when I, I have biases too. Everybody have biases, and I'll tell you an example. One that I laughed about, that it educated me, and I learned from it. Everybody that knows me knows that me personally. I'm not a fan of flying. You know, I don't particularly like. You know, I even came up in an area with Piedmont Airlines. You know, I've been flying on planes since I was a little girl with my mom, and never been a fan of flying. So you think about it all of my life with if you have a fear, facing that fear of flying, when, when I look, you know, I have landed every time a plane has landed because I have a picture in my mind who landed that plane, correct? So the first time I get on a flight, Nancy, and, this, and you're talking about I, I, I'm ashamed to even reveal this bias. I'm ashamed of it. But in the spirit of, of educating everyone on what a bias is, what look did I have on my face? The Sheila Rock women, we want women everywhere. We want women at the top. We want women in untraditional jobs. The look on my face when I walk on a plane, there is a woman pilot. Yeah. Of fear. A fear immediately was like, I gasped. Yeah. I gasped. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is a woman fly flying this plane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. and I had to laugh at myself. I had to laugh at myself, and I said, Sheila, 
How dare you? How dare you be biased of this when you are the cheerleader for women advancing? Yeah. You know, but I could tell you it was it's so that's why I said it's all about facing fears. It's all about a bias, it's all about thinking that you're gonna lose something and somebody else is gonna win something. You know, and when we face this and say, No, it's not about that, it is about all us in there together. And I can't think of a better success story than the woman who landed that Southwest plane, how calm she was and how she all of those lives that she saved. And so women can be leaders regardless of what the lesson for me is women are extraordinary leaders in everything we do and including flying planes and it educated me on what a bias is is facing a fear. Yeah. And once you face those fears and, you know, realize that's all it is and give everybody a chance to be treated with dignity, respect, and the opportunity to be who they are and, and excel and, and what they are there to excel in, we all win. We all yeah. win. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is interesting because I, I think the more we uncover our own biases, as you said, the more available we are to really look at the situation and, and really understand it better, how we are responding, how we are reacting, and oftentimes in a negative way. You know, and, and again, you know, I've been asked this question over and over again, and I know you have too. Are women their own worst enemies? And, and the answer typically that I will give, yes, some women, yes, that's exactly right. Some women, we are our own worst enemies, and we need to get over that because until we make friends with ourselves, and it's going to be very hard to make friends with other women. And I think that's the, the most important thing that we're doing in these, your conference and, and this book is we're asking women to, to, to look at themselves, to love themselves, to use the power to, to see their talents, their abilities, and not downgrade themselves. But, again, the fears. And I, I think that's, I mean, we talk about in the book, fear. Fear is the, it paralyzes us in so many ways. You know, public speaking, people are terrified to public speak. But the point is, is that when we start to really recognize these things, then we can do something about it. Your conference, and that kept coming up over and over again, was fear. They talked, you know, women were talking about their fears, but they were also talking about how other women treated them, how society treated them. And, and so it's just, when, when we realize that we're, we all have the same, as you said, we all have biases, we all have misconceptions, and we, and we all have our own fears, is that when we get out there with, and we support each other, anything is absolutely possible, anything. And that's why I had Be Courageous as part of our theme for our conference theme this year. Yeah. Yeah. Women, we have to be, number one, we have to be more courageous, and number two, one of a saying that I had started incorporating into my life is what someone else says or does is a reflection of who they are, and what I say and do is a reflection of who I am. And by practicing this and, and keeping this in my mind, I do not get deterred because there is a, a professor out here named Dr. Obi uh, Sukhvinda, um, he is a professor out of a Canadian university. He is doing this big speech, and, and he has a book on how unconscious bias is not the real problem. Unconscious bias is not training. It's not how you build and develop more inclusive organizations. It's recognize that people empower, people that have the power to stop you, people that have the power to 
do wrong, people that, and it is power that can derail you and get you, you know, offline. And and I believe that because as I look over my life, my professional career, if I had listened to some of the naysayers and some of the negative things that came my way, I would not be where I am today. I would not, I would have believed them. I remember the first time in my early 20s when my manager had told me I would never be anything but an administrative assistant in his organization. And I immediately, I didn't believe him. I did not believe him. And my first thought was, this is who he is. This has nothing to do with who I am, okay? And I'm not going to let what he said come over into who I know I am. And all I could say was, well, this is not the organization for me. And keep it moving. And we need to do more of that. We need to do more of walking away from people who are trying to rob us of our power because they think they may have a little power. And we need to always walk into our power and continue our journeys that we design for ourselves. Wow. Those are perfect words. I'm going to use some more of your words because I really like your words a lot. This is what we wrote. This is your blurb. In in This Together is a must-read for women of all races, cultures, and backgrounds. This important and timely book brilliantly details how we as women can inspire and empower one another to build on our strengths and gain success in our workplaces, families, community, society, and the world. You know that's that's a that's lovely. I mean that's just beautiful what you're what you're saying about the book. But but I, I truly believe this book is timely. This is a book for for men for women, but about finding their voices, finding their power too. But also again uncovering those things that are stopping them. I mean that's what we have to do. We have to un- uncover what's stopping, what's preventing us from moving forward in our lives to become the leaders wherever we choose to be. That's, there's no doubt about it. So, and you said also, anytime you, have pow- anytime you have the power to influence something that is going to impact your community, society, and the world, you are a leader. And I, I agree that, with that. Women, I mean, women are le- natural leaders and oftentimes don't recognize the fact, as you said, you're sending out your spouse into the world. You're sending out your children into the world. You're creating their beliefs, helping their attitudes, and how they how they enter the world, and how they see the world, and how they impact the world. So we we are the hand that rocks the world. We are rocks the world. You are, and I I just believe that we often sometimes lead with the fact that we are a woman. And I try to when I'm mentoring and coaching young women, I tell them. First of all, number one, you are a leader first. You are a leader. Everything else behind that comes because, like, example, I am a leader. I'm a leader that just happens to be a woman. I'm a leader that just happens to be a woman of color. I'm a leader that just happens to be a woman of color from the South. Does it? And when you lead with I'm a leader first, then you right there are take away some of the things that we allow to get up in our minds to create problems for ourselves. And I honestly do agree that we as women, while we have male allies, it's important that we are allies of each other because we have got to figure out ways to uncover and, and practice ways that we can stand up and be allies for each other uh, so that we're not alone 
as we're make, working to make our voices heard and followed. And all of this is important, goes back to in this together when we can be allies and, and supportive of each other. You know, like one of the greatest stories and, and would be my dream and just pie-in-the-sky dream, you know, Oprah Winfrey and Gail King. Gail King is her best friend because she has been a support. They've been a support system for each other from the day one when both were early in their careers. When Gail King watched Oprah Winfrey soar, they were working together as young leaders at the same roles, and she watched her soar, and she, she supported her. She supported her over the years and, and was loyal and committed to her. And fast forward here today, she has always been a journalist. She's always been a broadcast journalist. People may not know that, but she is is just as successful as as Miss Winfrey is. Yeah, and I, you're right. I think a lot of people probably thought she's she's where she is because Oprah helped her get there. But at the same, but what what you're saying is, and which I what I agree is that she's there totally on her own merits. She's totally on there. her own merits. And she is she is still Miss Winfrey's most uh, dear, precious friend because of her loyalty to her and because of her supporting her along the way. She was the support system for Miss Winfrey. Yeah. Well, I can tell you this, and, uh, and we've talked about this. We talked about this before we left Washington D.C. together. I said, "I've got your back, girl. I got your back." I think and I got yours too, Nancy. I got yours too. And I tell, I'll tell, like I told Maya Angelou, you know, I, I may not have much to offer, but what I do have to offer will be greater than anything. It's, it's priceless. It will be priceless. Yeah. So we have each other. We are truly in this together. I, I love that whole, that whole, love the whole idea. Diversity women and women connect for good and take the lead that the three of us, if we, if we really, really, <laughs> uh, I mean, just, I mean, I'm so excited. And other organizations that we bring in, because, you know, there are so many that we can connect and collaborate with. But I want to thank you, Sheila. But where can they learn more about you, what you're doing, and more about the conferences that you're, these amazing conferences, so they can attend and, and grow in, in spirit and mind and body? Because that's what, that's what happens when you go to a diversity women's conference. You just walk away just, just glowing, just glowing and growing. So how, how can they reach you and more information about your conference? Oh, that's and wonderful. Well, please, first of all, visit diversitywoman.com, and that's D-I-V-E-R-S-I-T-Y-W-O-M-A-N.com. Please visit us, and we will have articles that you can read and information on our next event. Please also visit your local Barnes & Noble bookstores. That's where we are in every Barnes & Nobles in the country where you can purchase a magazine. And mark your calendars to meet me and Nancy and Gloria and a slew of just some of the most extraordinary leaders that you can ever think of. We will be in Washington, D.C. next year, November the 14th, 15th at the Gaylord Resort. And you can continue to watch our website for information on registration. So thank you so much, Nancy, for the opportunity to, to have a voice on this matter and to um, get other women to join us in our quest to, to unite 
to make not only a difference in, in our careers and our professions, but the legacy that we're creating for the daughters behind us and the saviors that we become when we operate to help our families, our, our, our communities, our society, and our world. Well, start your engines because we're going to keep going up, up, up. That's where we're going. But, you know, in this together, how successful women support each other in work and life, and that's what we're doing. We're doing it every day, and you're doing it more than, like I said, they attend one of your conferences They'll know exactly what we're talking about today, absolutely. Sheila, I want to thank you for everything you're doing. You know, and it really is. It's so much more fun when we do this together, too, so much more fun. Yeah, it is fun. It does. It makes the hard work go away. (laughs) (laughs) It does. Well, all right, you have a great day, and thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And everything that you've offered and included in this book because it just makes it even better, better and better. 